Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is Fifth Emission. Outdoor parklets for restaurants and businesses are here to stay in San Francisco. The Board of Supervisors decided that back in July. The program that allows small businesses to use sidewalks and parking spots to build the parklets is called Shared Spaces, and making it permanent thrilled a lot of people, including me. Outdoor dining makes me reminisce about my time studying abroad in Paris in college. The Europeans did always seem to have that leg up on us. But making parklets permanent especially made small business owners happy. I think it's important to know that it came about in an emergency situation. That's Chronicle food reporter Janelle Bicker. The mayor introduced this as a temporary program, and it was designed to have a lot of flexibility and really just let businesses like restaurants build quickly. Parklets have provided a vital lifeline for keeping restaurants and bars afloat during the pandemic. And aside from COVID safety, parklets have also changed the culture of dining out in the Bay Area. The rules and regulations around parklets have changed a lot throughout the pandemic, and business owners spent a lot of money on them, tens of thousands of dollars, without a sense of what the permanent guidance would finally look like. The manual came out in September, and it was a big surprise to a lot of people in the restaurant industry. Some of those surprises are new regulations that require extensive changes to be made to existing parklets, which would be very costly for already struggling businesses. Worse yet, it may force some restaurants to tear down the structures, structures that have allowed them to survive. It's making a lot of restaurant owners very anxious. One of them is Zach Schwab. He's the owner of The Snug, a cocktail bar and restaurant on Fillmore Street in Pacific Heights. He's here to talk about what's been happening with his business. He says that even though the city has fortunately made parklets permanent, there isn't a lot of clarity or empathy from San Francisco on how that can be achieved. Later, Janelle Bicker, whose voice you just heard, will chat about the long-term impacts that San Francisco restaurants and bars face. But let's start with Zach Schwab from The Snug. Zach, thank you for joining me on Fifth and Mission. Of course. Happy to be here. So let's start with understanding how the parklets have worked out for The Snug during the pandemic. Can you tell me, when did you build your parklet and how heavy of a lift was it to get that built? I believe we got our permit in June or July or so of 2020. When we fully shut down, you know, we were closed for about two months. But the idea that we could, you know, utilize our pretty large frontage in the street was definitely a game changer and something that we were really excited about. Um, The first thing we did was put tables and chairs out on the sidewalk, and then we got to work trying to figure out how to build one of these things. And we are fortunate enough to have five parking spaces. Um, It took about six weeks to get them up. It was quite a process. And, you know, all in, I believe we ended up spending something like 50 to 60,000. 
I think you'll hear numbers thrown around. It does seem like to do a nice one, it's about 10,000 per parking spot or so. Mm-hmm. We were not the first to get ours up, but we were one of the earlier businesses to really put serious money into it and try to make it quite nice. But, you know, we use the materials that were available at the time, which continue to be a challenge and continue to be more and more expensive. And I think that's one of the most difficult parts of this transition into a kind of permanent program is even the idea of adjusting them right now and acquiring those materials and having contractors be available. All of that was hard to build them. And it's equally, if not harder now, to do again. And did you receive any city guidance at that time about how these parklets should look and how they should be built, maybe when it comes to sizing and other kinds of requirements? We were impressed that the city was, you know, getting this program moving as quickly as they did. But at the same time, you know, it was kind of the classic plane being built as it was flying situation. Mm -hmm. And the guidance did feel like it continued to change quite quickly. That was just hard to, to deal with. And we tried to adhere to, you know, all the guidance as it was released to us. But at some point you're putting four by fours and serious material down and kind of have to commit to build a structure. So it was really only recently um, once the legislation passed and then the SFMTA guidelines came out based on that legislation that we're kind of getting any sense of what this permanent or semi-permanent future looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely been challenging this whole time to keep up with the changing guidance, but especially challenging now to understand how to, to make it permanent. Yeah. And and what are your reactions to this latest set of guidelines, which I understand is 60 pages long? What was your reaction to to what the city is imposing now? A mix of empathy with how difficult, you know, it is to implement this type of legislation and all of the neighborhood considerations and so many different factors and safety, but also a lot of frustration because there were definitely some surprises. Um, Nowhere in the legislation that we were aware of did it limit the number that each business could have. And then suddenly you get the SFMTA Shared Spaces program guidelines and you see numbers thrown out like, oh, each business can only have a maximum of two. And you're Mm -hmm. just kind of shocked and it's just very unclear where that came from. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of different things like that that, It didn't feel like the discussion or discourse was at least there during that legislative kind of debate period. Um, So it was really just kind of a surprise. And we were proud of the city and the response and, you know, the positive impact it had on our COVID numbers and everything. And we're super supportive of all of it. It just feels like if we're going to be, you know, that forward thinking on these COVID restrictions that really impact businesses, I think we're all just shocked that there's not as much forward thinking of, hey, this is not over. There's still so much uncertainty. Places like New York seem like they're grandfathering in the current parklets through at least 2022, which Mm -hmm. I would think is a very reasonable ask for San Francisco small businesses as well. There's just still so much uncertainty and people just need some time to recoup their costs of these things. And aside from being able to enjoy dining outdoors and staying safe from COVID, what other benefits did the parklet provide for your business? Well, for Fillmore specifically, 
you know, I, I think it just brings a lot of life to a street that can be a little sleepy and has dealt with a lot of closures uh, during COVID. It just brings, again, like a sense of life to the streets and people have had a lot of safety concerns lately in the city. And I think it it helps with that and just encouraging there to be just more activity out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously that aspect. And then of course, just from a jobs perspective, for us, it was remarkable. Um, we had laid off 33 employees when we closed originally in June and then putting those tables and chairs on the sidewalk, we were able to hire back about 12 folks. And the parklet pretty much brought us back to almost full operating seat-wise capacity. We then doubled our staff um, Mm -hmm. by the end of October when we were really kind of cranking again as that, I guess it was the second wave kind of mellowed out a little. Obviously, then winter, that 2020 to 2021 hit, and we saw a pretty dramatic decline again in business and the closures again. So it's been up and down with with business, but when things are allowed to operate as they have been now for the past, you know, almost a year, it's just been a dramatic and really, really important piece of our business. So it seems like the parklets have a lot of benefits and will be vital for the snug as, you know, the pandemic wears on and there's all these different changes that will continue to pop up. Will making these changes be viable for you? I mean, after taking a look at the latest guidelines from the city, does this seem like something that could be feasible for you and your fellow business owners? We appreciate any money the city's offering, but currently our understanding is it's only the possibility that we can apply for a $2,500 grant for these costs. And as I mentioned, you know, we're already in the 50, 60 K range that -hmm. we've already spent, probably assuming we're going to have to spend at least another 10 if we were able to just retrofit what we already have. So for us, you know, it seems like one of the things we haven't talked about is just how it's also changed consumer behavior. Most people want to sit outside these days. And of course, we haven't hit the worst of winter weather again, but even still, they're just extremely popular. So right. when we talk about feasible, you know, it's it's really going to hurt to not only lose those seats that we invested in, but invest more to just keep a smaller number of seats. But it also seems like if you want to be a popular restaurant in San Francisco these days, you need to maximize your outdoor seating. And that may remain for quite a while. Right. I mean, you talk about consumer behavior changing. We've all loved and enjoyed these parklets so much. You know, how has building this parklet changed the way that you and your fellow business owners are thinking about your business model as you look ahead? I don't know many people that are signing leases without outdoor space, first and foremost. And I don't know if we ever would it kind of opened people's eyes to the joys of outdoor dining and it's changed that aspect of things. Um, It's definitely kind of brought small business owners out of your little space a little more. In general, though, I feel like it has really kind of brought our community on Fillmore together a little more. And Mm -hmm. when we were building them, you know, the neighbors were walking by and rooting for us and people were really excited and it's, it's felt great in that way. Mm -hmm. San Francisco has prided itself in its, 
COVID response in different ways and being proactive with different kinds of initiatives, shared spaces being one of them. I mean, what does it feel like in this moment? You know, it seems like there's this whole new set of challenges facing businesses. What kind of support do you want to see from the city moving forward? It's a little worrying on that front. It was so refreshing to see the city respond so quickly at first and really give us this lifeline, which we desperately needed. And now the process feels like it's kind of falling back into the stereotypical old ways of the kind of nightmare small business permitting process with high fees, lack of transparency, long delays, and just generally frustrating and just increasingly making the barrier to entry higher and higher for small business owners who want to open something and increasingly uh, decreasing the profitability of those who have been in business. Mm -hmm. So I think we were all really hoping that this was going to provide this moment where we all got to work together on this legislation and, you know, make it hopefully work for everyone. And, you know, I totally understand that things need to change and, you know, fire department, there's safety concerns, like those things definitely need to be addressed. It's just the way it's addressed and the time that we're given to do it is starting to not feel as appropriate as, you know, the initial response from the city was. Yeah. Well, San Francisco has shown up for small businesses throughout the pandemic. I know this is another set of challenges, but thank you for taking the time to chat with me about it, Zach. Of course. Thank you. Zach Schwab is one of the owners of The Snug, a cocktail bar and restaurant in San Francisco. After a quick break, Chronicle Food reporter Janelle Bitker joins me to chat about what some of these parklet changes are, why they're making restaurant owners so nervous, and what the city has to say in response. You're listening to Fifth and Mission. You can support Fifth and Mission and the newsroom that creates it by signing up for full digital access. And right now, you can get 26 weeks for just 99 cents total. Go to sfchronicle.com slash pod or download the San Francisco Chronicle app. Janelle Bitker, we just heard from business owner Zach Schwab about how uncertain he feels about making these new changes to his outdoor parklet to fit the city's new rules. Can you tell me more about the guidelines? I understand it's pretty extensive, 60 pages long. More than 60 pages. It's it's a lot to go through and it's very detailed. As a contrast, um, I saw a packet of guidelines September 2020 that was only seven pages long. Mm. Um, So there are a lot of new rules. I think the biggest ones that are going to impact the most people are that each business can only have two parking spaces. And the city is careful to note that there could be exceptions. It's not like a hard and fast rule, but that's what the guidelines say. Two spaces If you go around San Francisco, you'll see a lot of restaurants have more than two parking Mm -hmm. spaces. Some of them go down the block. Um, And then the other one is that there now need to be um, these three-foot buffers on each side of a parklet before the next parking space. Again, if you go around San Francisco and look at parklets, they generally maximize the space of the parking space because, of course, they want as many tables as possible. Um, So I don't have hard data on this, but my assumption is almost all parklets will have to be altered Mm. to fit that rule. 
And then there's other ones about whether there can be a roof um, that varies depending on the location. Um, if the sidewalk is really narrow, you probably can't have a roof for fire access reasons and the list goes on and on. So there's a lot of extensive changes. The city says it's important for compliance issues. What kind of messaging are business owners receiving from San Francisco right now? Uh, when would they need to make all these kinds of changes by? So the deadline for these changes is June 30th of next year. But the messaging has been pretty confusing for some of them. Um because the ordinance that was passed in the summer allows for city agencies to issue fines if a parklet is violating ADA rules or is maybe a hazard in terms of fire safety, emergency responder access, that sort of thing. Um, so those are immediate problems that San Francisco is addressing currently. Exactly. So a lot of businesses have been getting these notices saying, hey, these are these five things on this checklist that need to be addressed in two weeks. And if you don't address them, you'll be fined up to $500 a day. So there are a lot of business owners thinking, wait, I need to make all these changes in two weeks. I thought I had until June. And the city told me they're not actually going to collect fines for a while, but that messaging clearly hasn't gotten to restaurant owners because several told me they were panicking. So all of this feels a little bit unfair. You know, businesses had to adapt very quickly, spending a lot of money. Zach just shared he spent $50,000 to build his parklet. And these structures allowed San Francisco residents to enjoy and support businesses during the pandemic. So what is San Francisco saying about these very strict guidelines? How are they, you know, responding to complaints that these guidelines just don't seem adaptable enough uh, and are requiring a lot out of business owners who have already suffered quite a bit during the pandemic? Great question. I will just say that I have not been able to get the manager of the Shared Spaces program on the phone. So I did get some responses from the mayor's office, but I don't feel like I was told enough to fully answer your question beyond it's about safety, public safety. That's the answer for almost every new rule change. Um, again, visibility is a really big part of that. There are parklets at intersections that need to be moved because they block the view of the crosswalk and pedestrians and et cetera, et cetera. And um, it's hard to argue with a safety argument. But there seems to be some disagreement about how many of these rules are actually necessary for public safety, and I don't feel qualified to answer that. And we know the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted over the summer to make shared spaces a permanent program, which a lot of owners were thrilled about. Have any of the Board of Supervisors spoken up about this latest set of guidelines? What are they saying about these rules? Yeah, so um, Supervisor Aaron Peskin was pretty outspoken with me on the phone last week about this. I think that's probably partially because he is the supervisor representing Chinatown and North Beach, and those neighborhoods seem to be getting disproportionately hit with these fine notices. 
And I think a lot of that has to do with the narrow sidewalks in those neighborhoods. And he had some has some choice words for what's going on. He called it incompetent and um, uncoordinated and insulting to business owners. Um, so he's pretty upset and he's planning to introduce legislation, making sure that the city will not be actually collecting those fines temporarily. You mentioned earlier that, you know, likely a majority of restaurants and bars will be impacted by this, especially since regulations weren't really clear or set up at the very beginning. Do we know how many businesses will be affected by these latest rules? Well, there are over a thousand businesses with these shared spaces permits. Um, When I spoke to Lori Thomas uh, of the Golden Gate Restaurant Association, she estimated 90% of restaurants would have to either tear them down or make really significant changes. And one thing I'll add on that is just from talking to all these restaurant owners, it seems like the way these are built, it's not easy to make minor changes, like seemingly minor adjustments. Um, A lot of these changes in this packet of rules will probably mean businesses just have to tear them down and start over. Which, of course, would cost a lot of money and resources to do that. And what other kinds of long-term impacts will there be for businesses if they have to eliminate their parklets entirely? We know they've provided a lot of employment for restaurant workers at this time, allowed them to stay afloat. It seems like it's more than just extra seating here. Extra seatings means so much right now. Um, People are worried about Omicron. I'm sort of seeing anecdotally that restaurant cancellations are up, um, presumably, Mm -hmm. because people are getting concerned about dining inside. Suddenly, there's a lot more demand for outdoor seating. So having these parklets this winter, um, probably going to be really important for a lot of San Francisco restaurants. And, And we chatted last week also about just rising costs for restaurants with supply chain issues, ingredients costing more. The restaurant owners that you spoke to the idea of having to tear down a parklet and start all over again, do they even have the resources to do that? Are they expressing that kind of financial anxiety to you as well? Absolutely. I talked to multiple who really didn't understand where they were going to get the money in a two-week span. Um, And it's so hard to get contractors right now. And I've been hearing anecdotally that the price of wood has doubled in the last year. So a parklet that cost $30,000 in the early part of the pandemic might cost $60,000 now. So another owner told me he thought just dismantling the parklets would cost Mm $15,000. So what's next now for restaurant owners? You described the anxiety they're, they're seeing about these potential fines. Uh, this this looming deadline to make all these expensive changes. What can be done next for business owners? Well, uh, Lori Thomas with the GGRA, I know, is trying to extend the deadline further. She just really doesn't think summer of next year is realistic, especially with these supply chain issues and Omicron. So she's trying to get an extension through the year. Um, right now, 
businesses don't have to pay any permit fees until March 2023. So it would sort of line up with that. Um, but I did talk to other restaurant owners who said they were just going to wait and see. Um, they're not convinced that these rules are final and they've seen rules change before. So it might be that uh, we see a lot of these same parklets until May or June of next year. And then who knows? Well, Janelle, thank you very much for your reporting and thanks for talking to me about it. Thank you. Janelle Bitker is a food reporter at The Chronicle. You can find her story about San Francisco parklet regulations at sfchronicle.com or on The Chronicle app. Thanks to King Kaufman for producing this episode, and thanks to you for listening.